welcome to Walk Around the Block, where today it's Feel Good Friday. Hello, hello, hello. We are back on schedule. What a week. (laughs) I feel like there is something in the air this week, and I do not feel like it is just me. Is it just me? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) It feels widespread. I said to my husband, is there something with the moon? (laughs) He's very good with all things sky related. I was like, I feel like we just had a full moon, so that can't be it. What else? What is it? He didn't know. I was like, I feel like it's something. It's like a get by week. For example, I was sitting here and one of my contacts totally had a blurry spot for the longest time. I took it out once and rinsed it. It was kind of giving me a headache, but I was like, whatever, it's fine. I can see well enough. I don't even care anymore. I'm just going to leave it in until I decide it's time to take out my contacts for the night and we'll try again tomorrow. That kind of happened the other day. I dropped my contact, the other one, I guess maybe while I was taking them out, found it on the rug, rinsed it off, put it in the case. The next day I put my contacts in and it was driving me nuts for like three hours. Took it out, rinsed it off, put it back in. It was still bugging me. Took it out and on a whim, flipped it inside out and lo and behold, problem solved. (laughs) I don't even want to tell you how many years I've worn contacts. (laughs) I mean, this should not be an issue. Why is this so hard? (laughs) I think part of it, this is another example. The weather was like 100 degrees here this week, like legitimately 100. And then the very next day, it was like 70 or 75. My husband went outside today and I was like, you might need a hoodie. I am not going to complain ever about 70 degrees. I am all for the season changing, but the whole thing all at once, it's just disorienting. (laughs) This week, this week started off strong though. I will say that I put together this whole one page document. I have been wanting to do this forever. The first column is meals that we eat regularly grouped by like chicken, pasta, soup, etc., The second column is recipes from the internet, my favorite cookbooks that I want to try, also groups by type. I taped it to the inside of my pantry, and I think it will change my life. (laughs) Um, I also cleared out a couple containers in my pantry. There was almond flour from 2020 (laughs) in one that I think I used like once. Um, I did it because all this talk we've had recently about cereal, I feel like I want my baking cereal in plastic containers. I guess presumably so it stays fresher longer, although I do feel like I read something that said that's not true. It probably isn't true. It feels very much like the kind of thing driven by commercialism, consumerism, whatever, So I don't know if that's true, but I do like the idea of being able to see how much is left. (laughs) That's good enough for me. (laughs) Baking cereal, by the way, of course, is cereal you can bake with, which sounds weird until you think about the fact that a lot of us have Rice Krispies laying around, 
for Rice Krispie treats, but maybe don't necessarily eat a bowl of Rice Krispies when we're going for a bowl of cereal. I mean, I have before. It's just not my go-to. I said last time, my go-to cereals are usually Golden Grahams or regular Cheerios. I do like other cereals. Those are just the top of the list. I did a little survey on Instagram last week about people's favorite cereal. One pick, this is my husband's favorite too, was Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I agree that Cinnamon Toast Crunch is great because you can snack on it, you can make little treats with it, and you can eat a bowl of it. Okay, other picks. Fruity Pebbles, another good option for treats. I've done that before. The various offerings of Cap'n Crunch, regular peanut butter. I would also like to throw crunch berries in the mix. Annie's Cocoa Bunnies, which I have not had, but sounds extremely promising. And some good nutritional dinner substitutes. We also had votes for multigrain Cheerios, Cinnamon Life, and Raisin Bran. Cereal, very underrated. (laughs) So I was at the store last week not buying cereal, although I did get some Rice Krispies at Target this week. They're 20% off in case you're in the market. But I was at the store getting a few things, and when I returned my cart, I noticed an unopened lip gloss on the ground, kind of hidden next to the carts. It probably fell out of the cart or out of someone's bag. It was a cute gloss. It was like a berry shade, solid choice. I picked it up, and immediately I was like, why am I picking this up? (laughs) I don't know what to do with this. I figure there are probably a few options in this scenario. One option is to just leave it there. I feel like if you know you lost something, the first thing you're going to do is go back to where you thought you left it. So in a way, leaving it there might be the best way to help someone find something. Just leave it alone. I've done that. One time I was at the store (laughs) late at night and I left my wallet in the top part of the cart. (laughs) Drove home, realized it, went back and was very happy to find my wallet right where I left it in the cart return. (laughs) I was like, thank you. I knew right where to find it. Another option, I've also done this one, is to put the item in a more prominent spot where it's more likely to catch someone's eye. In this case, let's say the top of the cart return. I see this a lot at the park and have done it there myself. Like maybe you see a hat on the ground and put it on the bench. I guess it also might help it from getting really dirty, maybe blowing away. I don't know, but it seems like it would be helpful. Another option in this scenario is to take the item into customer service. In some ways, this might be the best option. You know it'll be safe. You have to know it's missing to even go looking for it. So Maybe it's the most likely option in some ways to get the thing back to the right person. However, at least for me, it's sometimes a last resort. I left my keys on a shelf once at Target and looked around forever because it had only been a couple of minutes, no dice. I finally went to customer service and there they were. Depending on what it was, I'm not sure I would have even gone to customer service though. Obviously, I needed my keys to go home, but I feel like like the idea of going to customer service does feel like a pain sometimes. So of course, what did I do? (laughs) I marched back inside and took the gloss to customer service. (laughs) The guy looked at me like, what are you doing? (laughs) And then he was like, oh, you know, okay, thanks. (laughs) 
I walked out and I was like, I should have just left it there. If I had realized I dropped a glass, I probably would have looked around where I had been in the parking lot, but that's it. I probably wouldn't have gone inside. I asked my husband when I got home, like, what would you have done? He was like, he was like, left it there. He said it as in like, obviously. (laughs) Of course, that is assuming he would have even noticed it in the first place, which doubtful, I say. I was like, what do you think I did? He was like, he was like, you probably took it inside. (laughs) Nothing if not predictable. (laughs) So, so then I did a poll on Instagram, almost half, 45% said that they would have just left it there. Then it was an even split between moving it to a more prominent spot or taking it into customer service. It is possible that there are no right answers here. (laughs) It's the thought that counts, right? Um, that brings me to this, sort of. The possible weird thing with the season change, the idea of even caring about a person finding their dropped gloss, it's all going to kind of come together, and we're going to make sure we end this whole week, this whole thing, on a great note. So, a couple weeks ago, I read this article in the New York Times that was great. It was about random acts of kindness. The lead of the story tells about a woman in her 50s named Erin who was having a bad day. Her sister-in-law had recently died, and Erin was sitting in a Target parking lot in California, and she was crying. She stopped crying, went inside, and went over to the Starbucks to get a drink. Inside, the barista was also having a bad day. The espresso machine was broken, and she seemed stressed out. Erin smiled at her and said, you know, like, hang in there. She got her order, and as she looked at the cup, she saw a message next to her name. This is a quote from the story. Aaron, the barista, had scrawled next to a heart. Your soul is golden. (laughs) It says Aaron was laughing and crying, telling the story. Uh, Quote, I'm not sure I even necessarily know what your soul is golden means, she said. (laughs) But the warmth of that small and unexpected gesture from a stranger who had no inkling of what she was going through moved her deeply. Of course, I was still really sad, she said, but that little thing made the rest of my day. So then the story was really good. I guess it was off a research study that was published in a psychology journal last month. The story quotes one psychologist as saying, we have this negativity bias when it comes to social connection. We just don't think the positive impact of our behaviors is as positive as it is. Another psychologist quoted in the story said, when the kindness impulse arises, we totally overthink it. Both of those things struck me as really true. Maybe even better than the article, though, was the comments. Or I guess just the volume of the comments. There are certain stories, like the one about finding rats in the car. <laughs> you know I just can't resist the comments. <laughs> but but I got sucked into the comments on this one too. I was laying on my bed just scrolling and scrolling through one day. It was like one of those times where you're like, I'm just going to scroll through my phone for a few minutes before I make dinner. And then the next thing you know, it's like dark outside. (laughs) My husband's very sweet. He knows this about me and just lets me be. (laughs) So anyway, so there were 901 comments when I last checked today. And usually when there are that many comments, people are very worked up about something. (laughs) 
I will say, if you go look at them, there are, of course, some cynics in there. Some people do get a little suspicious of home-baked items from strangers. That's fine. But the vast, vast majority were all these people who had a sweet memory, usually of something very simple that stayed with them that they wanted to share. It was actually kind of crazy as I was reading. They really were like the simplest things. And a lot of them were from like years ago and people still remembered them and felt them like they were yesterday. So many warm and fuzzies. So now we'll all feel warm and fuzzy together. (laughs) Okay, so, so there were a lot of stories in the comments about umbrellas. You are never more vulnerable than when you're stuck outside in a downpour. Bonus points if you're extra dressed up or holding a baby and never more grateful than when someone just hands you an umbrella. There are also a lot of stories about flat tires and getting stuck in storms. Another example of being in a totally vulnerable situation, I have been helped several times on both occasions, no surprise. (laughs) And of course, I completely remember them. There was one, I was actually just telling my husband about it not too long ago. It was one of my first big New England snowstorms. Of course, I was at work. I decided to try to make it home instead of staying by work. It was like 6, 7 o'clock, dark out. I was like, I've driven in snow plenty of times. It's fine. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe this is an important part of the story, maybe not, but I stupidly also tried to make a stop on the way home, and of course I got stuck. <laughs> and of course, the more I tried to get out, the deeper my tires got. I did not have a shovel in the car. I don't even think I was wearing boots. I'm not even sure I was wearing gloves. (laughs) I can picture exactly where I was, like kind of on this little tiny little hill. Anyway, this car stops next to me with two women in it. And the one woman in the driver's seat yells out to me, crank the wheel when you hit the gas. I'm like, okay, okay. (laughs) I try it a couple times, nothing. She's like, just crank it. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I try it again, nothing. So she jumps out of her car and is like, let me do it. (laughs) She she slides into the driver's seat. The other woman gets out and goes behind the car. The woman behind the wheel, (laughs) I mean, I learned what she meant. She showed that wheel who was boss. (laughs) The other woman pushed when she hit the gas and sure enough, they got me out. I barely had a chance to say thank you. They jumped back in their car and were gone practically as fast as they showed up. Um, What else? There were multiple shout outs of Trader Joe's employees doing kind things, giving people free flowers, things like that. No surprise. Trader Joe's employees are the best. And also, there is nothing better than getting something unexpected for free. When we first moved here, there was one place I used to like to go to write They always had good music playing, and this woman who worked there would give me free fountain drinks, like, all the time. I would always be like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, and she she would be like, I'm giving it to you, just take it. (laughs) It was so nice. Uh, The place is closed now, not because of the free drinks, (laughs) Um, but I still think about it when I drive by where it was, and it makes me happy. This one person in the comments said, this is a quote, for years, my friend Robert has carried a roll of quarters in his pocket so that whenever he's walking down the street and sees a car parked by a meter with expired time, 
He'll insert a quarter to give the driver a few more minutes to get back to his or her car and avoid a parking ticket. Drivers very seldom see him do this. He says it makes him happy. I believe it. I love that. I used to do that sometimes when I lived in a neighborhood with meter parking. (laughs) Someone who had gotten multiple (laughs) parking tickets being just a couple minutes late. It was like a very tangible, easy thing to do for someone else that felt like it would make a difference. Someone then commented on her comment, though, that it was illegal to feed someone else's meter. I find that a little hard to believe. I'm not going to look into that. I say feed all the meters you want. (laughs) Uh, A lot of stories were from parents, especially moms, who were very grateful when someone helped them out when they were overwhelmed with their kids. One woman said she was at the store once with her first baby who was very cranky and colicky and just like screaming. And she's trying to deal with the baby and also unload her groceries at the checkout. And this woman behind her just jumped in and started loading up the groceries for her. She said she was so thankful she started crying. Of course, there were great pay-it-forward stories. I've had that happen to me and also tried to do it like in a toll line or a drive through It's always unexpected, always very fun. A lot of stories about little notes that meant a lot to people. One person parked by a young woman who had the same unique car, different colors, but same car. So they're like, hey, nice car, and went inside. When they came out, they found a little note on the windshield that said, nice car too. (laughs) You made my day. (laughs) They said, I was surprised and felt an enormous lift and said that they kept the note for several years. Another person said they were sitting in the mall parking lot, just kind of bummed out and thinking about some things. Their window was rolled down and a young woman came up and said, you know, hi, and handed them a yellow sticky note and just disappeared. The person said, I looked down at the note and the words you, all caps, are seen, all caps, three exclamation points. Keep that head up. We're handwritten there. I immediately burst into tears of what I think were relief and a tinge of happiness. I looked around but did not see her in my row of cars again, so I figured she was off to make someone else's day. These young women and their cute notes. I feel like there is a part of me that thinks you can do that when you're young, <laughs> but of course you can do it anytime. One person said, uh, one person said it's silly, but every Valentine's Day, she just texts a heart, just a heart to everyone she knows. My husband and I went to lunch last year, like late November, early December, The waitress was really cute, and when she brought us the bill, she'd written thank you at the bottom in, like, alternating red and green marker and made it look all festive and cute. I said to her, you know, like, that's really cute. That's a lot of work to alternate the letters like that. Like, you've got to put the green one down, pick up the red one, (laughs) on and on. She's like, yeah, thank you. It actually is. She goes, I feel like it's kind of dumb that I do it because no one notices. So thank you for noticing. I told my husband, we have to keep it. I brought it home and put it on our fridge until after Christmas. (laughs) I am sure that if anyone had been in our house and paying attention, they would have been like, why is this on your fridge? (laughs) But I felt like it was a good reminder to just appreciate the little things people do, I guess. Uh, Also mentioned in the comments, just asking people if they're okay is an act of kindness. There were stories about that. One guy talked about being on the train on the way to his best friend's funeral who had died in a car accident. This was back in 2001. His mom was also sick, and he was sitting on the train crying. The woman across the aisle moved next to him and said, what's wrong? 
And he said, the dam burst open and I laid all my problems into the stranger's lap. He said she listened to him, told him it was okay to be sad. He would get through it. He said he has never forgotten it and it changed his life. This was one of the comments. I thought it was so insightful. It said, it is the specificity of a random act of kindness that gives it power because the recipient feels that you singled them out specifically to be nice to. In this day and age, that really means a lot. Someone else said, I started for myself what a friend called a micro practice. I decided to vocalize the nice things that went through my head about the people around me rather than just keeping it to myself. Like, you're so good at that. You always make me laugh. That color looks amazing on you. Cute shoes. It made me feel more positive and more uplifted than listening to my negative thoughts. And the people around me were always so surprised and appreciative. So easy. There was a well-known woman in my church years ago. Her name was Camilla Kimball, and there's a famous quote attributed to her that says, never suppress a generous thought. Like, if it's kind, don't overanalyze it. Just do it or say it, which I love. Okay, last one. This was one of my favorites. (laughs) I love the detail. Her name was Leah. She lives in Brooklyn, and she said, 25 years ago, when I was in fifth grade, we had to put my young cat down. I was devastated. The next day, I had to attend a travel soccer game out on Long Island. In the first act of kindness that day, my father offered zero protest as I played one sad Hanson song over and over on the drive home to Brooklyn, crying the whole way. From there, I went to attend one of my best friend's birthday parties in Soho where the activity was making beautiful marbleized paper. Her mother is a very well-known artist. When I arrived, Sonia, the birthday girl, knowing how sad I was about my cat, spent her birthday party comforting me and doting on me. Her kindness lifted my spirits, and I managed to have a wonderful time. I still think about that day frequently. I feel wonderfully indebted to her and always will, and I'm sure she has no idea. Thank you, Sonia. 25 years ago, someone let her listen to Sad Hansen on repeat and was extra nice to her at a party that wasn't even for her, and she still thinks about it all the time. If that doesn't make you feel good on this Friday, even on the Friday of a possibly nutty week, what will? (laughs) All right, that's it for today's Walk Around the Block. Follow the podcast on Instagram at WalkTheBlockPod. Subscribe or follow on Spotify or Apple or Google Podcasts. And leave a review if you feel so inclined. Thank you to all who have left reviews already, and I will see you next week.